Welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Certified Financial Planner Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth LLC. In this podcast, we help individuals and couples plan for a peaceful and enjoyable retirement. Join us on this journey where we explore the importance of simplifying the retirement planning process as Stephen, with his years of experience and expertise in retirement income planning, along with guest experts, will help you achieve first wisdom, then wealth. And don't forget to check out the Simplify Your Retirement online course and other great resources at SimplifyYourRetirement.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth. Stephen, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Eric. I'm doing very good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm a little concerned about today's topic. I know that we're talking, <laughs> well, we're talking inflation, and I'm, I'm really hoping we're not talking about the inflation around my waist for COVID-19. Right. <laughs> right. I've gained the COVID-19, I think is what you we're calling it. You got the COVID-19. Okay, yeah, hopefully <laughs> 2021 is going to be a new year for you and <laughs> everybody listening to the show today. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay with the COVID-19 through winter. Keeps me warm. Uh, yes. but as soon as spring hits, I'm definitely gonna have to do something about yes, this. It's time to drop all that and, uh, a new body, a new, uh, new year, a new focus. That's for sure. That's right. But I, I know I, I, I kid of course, but we're talking about the real inflation that can be mm-hmm. a, a long lasting issue besides just a yeah. little bit of weight gain. Uh, so what are we talking about specifically today with inflation? Well, since you brought up your waist, I'll use that as my analogy. Perfect. I was Do not it. planning to go there, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's like, you know, when someone puts on weight, you know what I mean? Normally it doesn't happen five pounds at a time, 10 pounds at a time. You know what I mean? It happens little by little. All mm-hmm. of a sudden you wake up three months later, six months later, and it's like, wait a minute, uh, these, uh, these pants are fitting a little tighter than mm-hmm. they were before and so forth. And that really is a good analogy for inflation. Inflation is one of those things that kind of just creeps up on people. It's not like all of a sudden there's an announcement at the beginning of each year. Okay, this year uh, you're gonna everything's gonna go up by three percent. You know what I mean, or five percent. It's just it's something that just happens over our lifetime, and it's kind of like a secret, a secret assassin, if you want to call it that. It's something that's taking away your purchasing power over your lifetime in retirement. Mm-hmm. We've spent a lot of time, you know, especially in season one, talking about all the risk that people face going into retirement. And, you know, we make a strong point, you know, on this show and in our class and our course, Simplify Retirement, that there is no such thing as a retirement income plan. There is no such thing as peace of mind around a plan unless your plan has addressed all of the risk going into retirement. Previous podcasts, we've gone over all the risks, sometimes, you know, just in a bullet fashion, just covering a lot of them at once. And so in this second season of our podcast here, we're kind of taking some of these and going into them in more detail one at a time. And one of those risks that we want to spend some time on in this podcast today is one of the risks we talked about before, and that is the risk of inflation Mm -hmm. and why that matters. Once someone's in retirement, if you don't have a plan to deal with inflation, it's just one of those things that could ruin or derail or, you know, take your retirement income plan off of track. Even before someone retires, we want to know what would happen if cost of goods increase over your lifetime, Mm -hmm. which is more likely a scenario than not. Yeah, absolutely. And this type of inflation cannot be fixed with sweatpants. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, This one is not sweatpant proof or uh, worthy or anything like that. So. But there are ways to deal with it, thankfully. Uh, All right. we want to talk about today. So inflation, when I, when I mentioned inflation, basically the definition of inflation is the decline of purchasing power over time. 
And, you know, where this comes into retirement income planning is let's say, for example, someone 64 years old and they say, hey, I'm going to retire at age 67. And at age 67, here's how much income we're going to need in retirement. They're looking at their all their expenses. They're looking at their grocery bill. They're looking at their health insurance, looking at all these things. And they determine a number that they feel like, okay, if I have this amount coming in per month, it's going to cover all of my expenses. And that's the right thing to do for, you know, the moment that you're going to retire. But you're going to retire at age 67. You're going to you're going to stop working, and now all of a sudden, this income stream that you have has got to cover all of your expenses for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. The best way to plan for retirement is not that you're going to live for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. You know, maybe you should you know be thinking about if one of us might make it to 100. Is this income stream that I have going to be enough to cover us all the way through retirement? And and the answer to that question is, I can go ahead and give you the answer. It is not. And so you have to have a mechanism in there so that as the cost of goods go up, your income is able to increase. So, for example, if someone says, I want to retire and $5,000 a month net every month, you know, with no bills and no debt would be enough to cover us. That's great. And maybe in 20 years from now, that $5,000 a month is going to feel like $2,500 a month in today's dollars. Or say it a different way, you know, you may need $8,000 a month to feel like you're covering the same amount that $5,000 a month does today. So that's really what inflation is. The cost of goods go up over time. So therefore, if you're, if you don't have income that's increasing, your money that you have coming in every month is going to buy less and less. Just to give you a couple examples of that, you know, I mean, some, some goods are impacted by inflation more than others. When we look at consumer staples like bread and milk and uh, eggs and those kinds of things, those those sorts of products are impacted by inflation, housing, services, and things like that. So I was just looking up uh, even this morning what the price of a couple of things that we're all familiar with, what it cost in the year 2000 and what it cost at the end of 2020. Just to give people an example, hmm. and this is how it hits us. So in the year 2000, a gallon of milk cost around $2.70 on average, $2.70. But in the year, at the end of 2020, a gallon of milk cost us around $3.50 on average. Mm. It didn't go up dramatically. It's not a drastic thing. And that's why sometimes inflation is not as drastic as some people make it, uh, but it does go up. So if you count it on in your budget in year 2000, oh, milk costs us $2.70 a gallon. (laughs) If we buy one gallon a week in the year 2020, it's costing you three fifty. Another example would be a movie ticket. A movie ticket in the year two thousand, on average, was about five dollars and fifty cents. And now, on average, at the end of twenty twenty, a movie ticket costs nine dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. That's just over a twenty year period of time. That's easily within someone's retirement time frame, and that's just the you know practical example of what happens. Prices of goods and services go up over time. If you have a fixed income, that's great. A lot of times fixed income means you have a guaranteed income for life and that's extremely valuable. But at the same time, you have to have the ability for your income to increase over time. Very important. Yeah, absolutely. There's different indexes. There, you know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics have come out with, there's a thing called CPI, which is Consumer Price Index. They measure what I just you know, gave that example of. They measure you know how much things go up on an annual basis. Over the last 20 years, the rate of inflation has been 2.09% per year. It has been relatively low. You know, so a lot of times as a, as a financial planner, when we're factoring in inflation for our clients, 
I like to use a 3% inflation rate because mm -hmm. historically in the United States of America, inflation has been higher. Obviously the last 20 years, the inflation rate has been very low, which has been helpful to people in retirement because they're, they're not losing as much purchasing power as they could have, mm -hmm. which is good because certainly interest rates have not been that great over the last 20 years either. All these things kind of go together. The inflation rate over the last 20 years has only been 2% per year, which just means another way to look at this is $1 in the year 2000. 20 years later, the price increase for things is 50% more. So what that means is if it cost a dollar in 2000, it cost a dollar 50 today. So if it cost $1,000 in the year 2000, it cost $1,500 at the end of 2020. Yeah. So that's kind of what inflation does. And that's, you know, I would say that that's you're just an example of what inflation is. But the important factor is, is that this is a low rate of inflation then historically. But the, the main thing is people need to understand, obviously, the price of goods goes up during your retirement lifetime. That would mean, for example, someone who retired in the year 2000, in order to have kept up, their income stream in retirement would need to have gone up by 50% by now. Hmm. So you get what I'm saying? So this is important. Yeah. So people get, it's, it's like we finally get to this destination. Okay, I'm walking out the door to retirement. I've got my plan. I've got my income stream. This is going to be great. One of the things we have to look at as a future potential issue is inflation. That's what we're trying to get people to do. Look at it. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know that people think about it kind of in the back of their mind, but when you start putting real numbers to it, it, it gets a little concerning. Yes. You know, especially in light of the fact, you know, I mentioned the consumer price index for urban consumers. That's the normal two to 3% annually on average. But then there's also a consumer price index for seniors. And this is really where inflation impacts people once they're in retirement. Mm. What I mean by that is there's literally a separate index for the rate of inflation that seniors face that most consumers don't face in, hmm. in the rate of inflation for seniors is higher than the rate of inflation for normal working urban consumers. And that's because of two reasons, housing and medical care costs. Oh, geez. Yeah. For, yeah. So like assisted living, nursing home, medical care. So if the normal rate of inflation is two to 3% a year on average, the rate of inflation for medical care, the rate of inflation for housing for seniors, that's going up by way more than two to 3% a year. You're talking about more like five to 7% per year is the inflation rate for those costs. Mm. So that's just another factor to, to be mindful of as we're planning for retirement. Yes, there's a normal rate of inflation to buy milk and eggs and movie tickets, but then there's this huge one out there that's really compounding against us. And that is if you need care in the future and if you need assistance for housing, which by the way, you and I have talked about this on, on other podcasts before, you know, about long-term care and why that's so important to have that covered because that, that handles one of the biggest risks everyone has anyway, which is long-term care and an inflation risk built into it mm -hmm. because of housing and medical care. So yeah, there's ways I, to deal with that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people can avoid certain things. I mean, you, you don't want to live your retirement years not doing anything, but you don't have to go to the movies as often. You don't have to right. purchase certain goods as often. Yep. You really do need to pay for medical. You really do right. need to <laughs> take 
prepare yes. yourself, right? I mean, if you want yep. your, if you want a lasting retirement, don't worry about the money you're lasting. If you want a lasting retirement, right. you've got to take care of yourself. So exactly. th- that's, uh, that's a, again, five to 7%. That's a little scary. Yeah, that's scary. And so therefore you got to make sure you have something that covers that. Obviously a long-term care insurance policy, a life insurance policy that covers long-term care, some way to mm-hmm. cover those costs because can get get out of control and what it may cost somebody 20 years from now by the time they need the care could be, you know, a number that's uh, not attainable unless you have a massive amount, you know, money left over in your growth bucket. We like to use insurance for that. You know, I, I look at what can we do? So in other words, it seems like a lot of times uh, on the podcast or maybe in the class, we're looking at all these things that could there are potential dangers. The point is never to say, oh, there's a danger. Sorry, good luck with that. Hope it all works out for you. The point is to say, hey, there's a future danger out here. You can't just put your head in the sand and say, I'm going to retire. You have to look at it and say, okay, what am I going to do about it? You know, there's a few things people can do about inflation. You know, one of them is there are some things that are not impacted by inflation. So for example, if you have a fixed rate loan, you know, that's why I'm a believer in a fixed rate loan or fixed rate mortgage. If you have a fixed rate on your mortgage or fixed rate in a car loan or something like that, the actual amount that you're paying for that loan each and every year is actually less and less because of inflation. Hmm. You know, you're, you've got, you've, the longer time that goes on, the better deal that it is because yeah. it, it's, 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 it was priced based on the day that you got it, even though you may have it 25 years later, an example of a house mortgage. That's a good deal to get a fixed rate loan. Yeah. Another thing is permanent life insurance. We've talked about it before alluded to it on the show. And I, and I think we've got a, a podcast coming up here in this season. We're going to go into life insurance a little more. And, and because there's so many benefits, the life insurance is not just the death benefit. There are living benefits, but in a permanent life insurance policy, one reason I like them is because normally if you do it the right way, your premium payments for the death benefit are fixed payments. So, which just means that, you know, once you get, it's not like term life insurance where term life insurance, the payment is fixed, but it's only fixed for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. It's fixed for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's the same with a permanent life insurance policy, except the permanent life insurance policy, in theory, it's a fixed payment for as long as you're alive. But you lock in a rate now, it never changes. It never goes up. You have the same payment now that you will have at age 80, age 90. So what does that mean? That just means over time, because inflation comes in, the dollar, you know, buys less and less. But since you have a fixed rate on your, you know, premiums, it's actually costing you less and less every year to have that policy becomes more valuable. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a huge factor. So in other words, you know, you, if you're going to buy a permanent life insurance, it's never cheaper than it is now for a lot of reasons. One is because you lock in that payment, it's fixed. The other reason is because, you know, we're not getting any younger and the younger you are, the, the less expensive it is by life insurance. Fixed rates, fixed payments, fixed loans, those are ways to mitigate against the impacts of inflation. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to try to have income streams that do have some cost of living adjustments. Sometimes people hear the term COLA, that just stands for a cost of living adjustment. Social security for some, for many people, social security income is somewhere between 25 to 50% of a person's income in retirement. Mm -hmm. The good thing about social security, there's some dangers, there's some pitfalls in social security that we hope that Congress will, you know, one day work out. But one of the good things about social security is that it does have a cost of living adjustment on there. 
So one quarter or maybe even half of your retirement income may be adjusted every year to try to keep up with inflation because that's what Social Security is designed to do. And so each year, Social Security, you know, they'll they'll meet and they'll come up with a number and they will, you know, raise your Social Security. Some years, they've not raised it. In, in the past 20 years, there have been years where they've hardly given any a COLA, so you can't count on it. Some years, it's been less than 1%. Some years it's 2%. No one knows what it's going to be. But the good news is there is typically some sort of cost of living adjustment. It's, and I would also say typically it's not enough to keep up with the normal rate of inflation, but it does, it is going to increase over time, which will be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And some people have pensions. You have a pension and has a cost of living adjustment. That's a great thing. So that the whole idea is you start your income stream now and over time, it's going to keep increasing as you're, you know, going throughout retirement. If not, so in other words, if you don't have a pension that's keeping up with inflation, if Social Security is only, let's say, you know, a quarter of your income, so only a quarter of your income is increasing because of some sort of COLA on Social Security, now the rest of your income, how does that increase? Our philosophy, you know, we, we've talked about our three-bucket approach. We have a liquid bucket, an income bucket, and a growth bucket. The income bucket when someone retires is the amount of money to to produce the income that they need in that year that retire, in the year they retire, excuse me, and the foreseeable future. So for example, if someone said, I need $5,000 a month in retirement, we're going to put enough money in the income bucket to produce $5,000 a month. Meanwhile, in the growth bucket, we're going to let that money out there continue to grow and we're going to, over time, if you need more than the 5000 because the cost of goods go up, you can start supplementing your income, supplementing that 5000 a month from the growth bucket distributions. Mm. Okay, so it is very important that someone, when they go into retirement, that they're not using their all of their assets to produce the income stream they need in day one. You have to have additional money in retirement when you get into retirement, mm-hmm. not just to produce the income stream, but to continue to grow to keep up with inflation. Yeah. Very, very important. And and I believe that the best way to keep up with inflation is with the stock market. The stock market is designed and created to, you know, beat inflation. That's where you have to go. A lot of time, obviously, the bank, bank rates are not going to beat inflation. Most of the times bond rates are not going to beat inflation or they're going to keep up with it. If you want to beat inflation, you want to keep your money, but also have enough money to keep up with inflation, you're going to have to invest it in the stock market. We mentioned a second ago, if the average rate of inflation, let's say is 3% per year on a normal you know, situation and a normal mm-hmm. you know, time frame, what rate of return do we need to get in the growth bucket to at least make sure we're keeping up with inflation? The answer is at least 3%. Yeah, minimum. And I say that, and, and it seems logical right now while I'm saying it, but I'm saying it like that because a lot of people get to retirement, all of a sudden they get safe with all their money and they're earning 2 to 3% a year. And, and that may be your goal, only to keep up with inflation. But if you really want your money to grow, some people call it the real rate of return. It's the rate of return after inflation and fees. So if you're earning 7 8% a year in your investments and inflation's 2 to 3%, your real rate of return might be 5 or you know 4 to 5%. Mm-hmm. It's really what it means after inflation. So I I'm I'm just encouraging everybody in the listening audience to make sure yes, you have your income stream that you need to retire. That's the base that's the basis for retirement. That's the foundation, but you also have to have other money out here. And the purpose of this other money is growth bucket money. And you're, you're going to invest that money so that it grows, that it beats inflation. 
So you can take money off the top of that every year or any years where inflation has started to impact your income and your ability mm -hmm. to purchase. Mm -hmm. Most times inflation hits us. I'm going to go back to the way we started the show. And that is most times inflation hits us like putting on weight little by little. Mm -hmm. Same thing with inflation. It doesn't happen. It's not like if I put on 20 pounds, it's not one exact pound each week for 20 weeks. It's two pounds this week. It's, you know, minus three the next week. It's plus five the week after. Mm -hmm. By the time I get done, 20 weeks later, you know, but it's, that's the way, you know, inflation works. We don't necessarily for our clients build in an automatic inflation rate because no one knows what it's going to be. Yeah. To just take your assets and make sure every year your income increases by two to 3% um, is not really the way inflation hits us practically. Normally, if we're bringing in 5,000 a month, I'm just using that number as an example, Three or four years in the retirement, you might be saying, you know what, I really need, you know, five thousand two hundred a month now to really cover all my bills. Mm -hmm. You just start taking money out of the growth bucket, let it grow for three or four or five years, and then every three, four or five years, as inflation starts to impact you, that's when you increase your income stream. And 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 one of the reasons I bring that up again is because a lot of you know traditional financial advice, there's there's a tool out there. I'm gonna, I'm going to call it a tool. It's called a Monte Carlo simulation. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of this? I have, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a, yeah, a nice car or something like this or a nice trip you can go on. But, but a Monte Carlo simulation is, is a report that a lot of financial advisors use. And it just simply says, if you have this much asset, if you have this much in assets now, here's your income stream you need in retirement. If we average this annual rate of return on average and inflation goes up by this percentage every year, then you have an X percent chance that you're not going to run out of money in retirement. Got and there's always some percentage chance you're not going to run out. It's always less than 100%, by the way. It's never a 100% chance, but it's typically less than 100%. But the reason why I don't like that report, there's a lot of reasons, actually. But, you know, for this particular show, I'm going to say one of the reasons I don't like that report is because it factors in someone's income increasing every single year. And I just don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's yeah. necessary in retirement just because of the way it impacts people. And so those reports would actually look a lot better, actually, if people wouldn't build in increase every single year in their income, maybe every three years, throw an increase in there or every five years. Because really, that's how I feel like it impacts people. And I do think it's better for your investments. I think it's better for your longevity. I think it allows your investments to grow. If you'll let the income do its thing, get conservative with that and really let your growth bucket assets grow and then peel some off the top to cover your increase in cost inflation. Yeah. Well, Stephen, I know that this is something that you speak personally about with each individual person that, that engages you in that conversation. And I'm going to give the audience an opportunity right now to reach out to you to have this conversation and to say, hey, can we take a look and see kind of where I'm at, what your thoughts are, how do they get a hold of you if they want to start that conversation? Yeah, I appreciate that. It's like, you know, everything else we talk about, the plan determines products. The plan determines yeah. the course of action. And even with inflation, the point is you just make sure you have a plan for it. And once you've got a plan for it, now you can enjoy retirement. You don't have to sit up every night and thinking about, oh boy, what happens if the cost of goods go up by 50% in the next 20 years? We don't want anybody worrying about that. What we recommend people do, there's two ways really to, to get help in this area. One is, you know, we want to let everybody know that we do have an online course called Simplify Your Retirement. Mm -hmm. You can go to simplifyyourretirement.com. There's an online course you can take. It's all, you know, virtual. There's over 10 hours of video instruction. It'll take you through all the risk, everything you really need to know about retirement income planning. That's a great place to go. You can do it at your own pace. 
at the end of that course, there'll be an opportunity for you to contact, you know, somebody on my team to get individualized help. That's one way to do it. If you're, if you're ready to go already, you certainly can just go directly to my firm's website, click on the contact us link. And that is at wisewealth.com. W I S E W E A L T H.com. Perfect. Steven, thank you so much for your time today. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Eric. Great to talk to you again. All right. And the last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Simplify Your Retirement podcast with Stephen Strickland. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Stephen comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Wise Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Simplify Your Retirement podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WiseWealth LLC or Simplify Your Retirement. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of a financial advisor or other qualified financial professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.